Petty onto Hodge. Beautiful from the Wallabies. And Hodge for the drive. A glorious drive from Reese Hodge. In a mismatch and then just goes right on through. Charlotte Caslick. Davis ducks, ducks. Hello team and welcome back for another hit of the Fox Sports Rugby podcast. Good news is the Wallabies are still on track for a Grand Slam, looking to do the first Grand Slam tour since 1984 and in the house to help me, Sean Maloney, along with the wrap from last week, the preview ahead to France is Stephen Hoyles and Sam Worthington. Men, good morning to you. It's been an eventful week, hasn't it, Uh, on and off the field. Uh, yeah, look, last week we spoke early on in the podcast about Sam's $6,000 bet on Hillary Clinton, which was unsuccessful. Only a 1000 of my own money. Yeah, that's, yeah but your syndicate yep. money, $6,000, doesn't matter. It's still $6,000 going to the punting companies around there that are cleaning up. But this morning, Sean, you've got your head in your hands. I'm, I'm not, You're in a bit of trouble, mate. I'm not in a good way. I had to get the bus in to Fox this morning here at Artarman. And, and that's the story. Normally Sean gets a chauffeur, but he's got a bus. So that's that's a terrible story, man. Well, that's, that's horrible, catching a bus. There's that, and there's also the fact that I've left a $10,000 work laptop on the bus as well. So the, mm. the 180 from uh, Balgala across to Neutral Bay, looking for the connector. I had to get the connector bus, the 144, for the rest of the thing. I um, jumped off and had that moment where I was sitting there at the bus stop and realised that I left the work laptop. Why were you so distracted, Sean? What were you doing on the bus? I, I had to sit down the back. So I placed it at the front. She's a busy bus. Placed it at the front in the luggage compartment area. Uh, and moved to the back and then got swept away reading one of Sam Worthington's Fox Sports articles. Player ratings? Player ratings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've left it on the bus. So, listen, if you are listening in and you find a laptop bag with a Fox Sports sticker on the side, give us a shout via Twitter or email me or whatever. I don't care. Um, and if you do, the reward is... I'll shout your lunch at Gregan's Cafe here oh. at Fox Sports. I'll shout your lunch, no problems. Uh, coffee, we've got lovely arrangement of food in there. The club sandwich is top draw. That's good, While we're it? on it, um, speaking of I'm lunch, so dead. You I haven't told big, anyone yet. You had a big Saturday, didn't you, Sean? I haven't told anyone. Do I tell HR? Were they? Who I'll do I tell go HR. I've got a fake email address. I'll send them Can one. Can you just let them yeah. know? Yeah, tell HR. Just uh, we'll get to what you're about to touch on. But ten, why is it a $10,000 laptop? Because we, we, we edit with it. So I take it. I'd taken it home to um, to do some editing and it's now in the arms potentially of someone at Wynyard uh, who's punching out a couple of quick mob files. I'm, I don't know what to do. I just cry for help. It's a cry for help. So if you do find it... Where are we at with your phone calls to the bus company? I rang them as soon as I realised. Yeah. Um, rang the Brookie this Depot. This would happen all the time. It would happen all the time. But you, what you're relying on is either someone hasn't picked it up. Yes, that's what I need. Which is... It's probably sitting there likely. going back, back and forth. No, yeah, I rang. So do you reckon he? Do you reckon if I ring the depot, he he gets on the push, push, boys? We've got a ten thousand dollar computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's ransom it for lunch. Yeah. Anyway, I'll shout your lunch. Uh, and speaking of, as you yeah. kind of hinted at there, Halsey, last weekend, uh, make happy day here in Australia. It wasn't so make happy for you at about the fifty fifth minute, was it, Sean? No. So make happy day, where a portion of all 
Big Mac sold go to Ronald McDonald House who do great work for these seriously ill kids and their families around Australia. They really do such an awesome job. And I thought I'd get involved and try and help raise some cash for the kiddies by eating as many Big Macs as I could in an hour. I got sponsored per burger. Halsey, you were very generous. Were you five or ten bucks a burger? Well, my, my, I was staggered. I was five per burger, but if you hit the ten burger mark, it, it was a multiplier. To $10. So it was, it was a big incentive to get the yeah. ten dollars. And that was that was my target. Yeah, that, that was, was my target. Yeah. So I managed to eat five Big Macs in twenty three minutes, and I thought this is easy. I'm going to have time to spare. I'm going to be up around the eleven mark. Stupidly, mm. I thought I can play the clock here. I can clock. I can clock manage. Idiotic. I should never have clock managed. By the time I got to eight, I thought I was going to explode. It no, was just yeah. too much. You drank Sprite. I reckon that was a mistake. I sipped the, it. The, I didn't drink it. I didn't drink it full on. Yeah, I, I just all sipped to try and take the, the... I think water would have been the... To help break out that. the bun. This, this was all on Facebook Live. It was, we streamed it. It was an amazing hour. What it really a, what was. What a Saturday it was. I <laughs> sat there with my kids. I had to keep referring, telling Sean to keep, keep his language to a minimum because there was kids watching. Once or twice I yeah. dropped the F-bomb because it was just so hard to get through it. Gave me a new family I had eight speak. people watching. I had my wife's Did grandparents. You? There was everyone watching. That's it was amazing. fascinating. So we, so I raised quite a bit of money, though. That was a good thing. What would you have raised if you hit the if 10 If I had to hit the target. Because so there, was there, was, there was a lot of bonuses there in was, that 10 burger mark, wasn't there? There was a few back-ended bonus deals. It was like I was, like I was you know... I was on the market. Yeah. NFL, NRL, back-ended bonus deal. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I had to hit 10 with one guy, he said he'd just kick 500 straight up. But if I didn't get to 10, I'd get nothing. So Ooh, I haven't chased up with Bobby as to what the status is. But everyone... From Stay strong, can, Bobby. From what I can... From what I can gather, you say don't give 500 to the seriously ill kids. No, no, no. <laughs> don't give it to Sean. If you want to give it to the kids... Go and give it to the kids. But don't give Sean the satisfaction of letting him think he's raised that money. Go and give it to the kids by all means. Call me. I'll find you a separate link. But don't let it go through Sean because... None of this hit. money... I, my name doesn't no. go on any of this. It's I, all separate. I'm not questioning that. Your tax, just, have you paid yours yet? No, I haven't paid yeah. mine. Mate, I've just flicked, get on. I've flicked mine through on behalf of me and Christy. So Thanks, got buddy. Some, some I, big money I haven't paid through. it because I have some debate over the eighth burger. You're saying it was eight and I watched the time tick over 60 minutes. While do it you, for the kids, Horsey. Come on, mate. I do enough for the kids, uh, Sam. I've got three home okay I do, I do plenty for the kids um but there was I, eight I, done mate i wanted it all finished complete i still felt there was a fair bit of chewing going on after that hour nah. so can the punters uh, is there anywhere they can watch a bit of the section on online so i put it up facebook live stream but then took it down <laughs> shortly after a because of the copious amounts of swearing in there and b because how enticing is it really to have a guy with special sauce and iceberg lettuce smack well, across just, his face we've just talked about it for 10 minutes so there, there might be a few <laughs> so, people is there some rugby in here today by the way boys <laughs> i don't know johnny schwolger uh the, the hurricanes had to go at this challenge a few Years ago, did they? Big Johnny Schwalger got to, I think it was 13. Yep. He got to, so he's, he's a serious competitor. My oh, biggest wow. issue is, and I went through this the day before with you, Sean, that's why I'm a little bit disappointed in you. I, I won't say I'm angry at you, Sean, I'm disappointed in you, is because I don't know if you followed my pre game tactics. What did you do for meals beforehand? You oh, don't so, the day, so the yep. day before, yep. I throttled right back, I had some chicken wings and yep. I had soup for dinner that night. <laughs> yep. I, had a, I had a Tom Yum soup just to keep because I googled it, but I googled all this because I thought if I'm going to have a fair income crack, that's what the professional eaters do. They the morning off, chicken wings. The morning, of? morning off was just coffee, that's all happens. Yep. Coffee, see, that's not enough, mate. What's did happened there? See, what's happened is his stomach has shrunk just by having a coffee. You need to have small meals. And I'm filthy, Sean, because I spoke to you about this. You needed to have 
Quarter size sandwiches, maybe three or four, so a total of a full sandwich or two potentially over that. Over the course of the morning. Yep, you needed to I get, couldn't have carbs, mate. You needed to get up early, mate. You needed to set your alarm early, you needed to have small meals and really open up that stomach. I will say what really knocked me on my backside was I was going to, I'd plan to have a massive surf on the Saturday morning because mm. when you surf, you become ravenous. You can't, and the surf was down, the surf was off Saturday morning. Should have so gone for a little pedal. That knocked me around massively. You know what? Hey, well well done anyway, mate. It's, it's 13, a, it's a good effort. Well done, uh, well done, Johnny. So, yeah, that was that. So that was Saturday, and as a result, I was um, I was not I was out of action, so I couldn't get up and watch the Australia Scotland game. Uh, so I had to just rely on the replay the next day, the highlights. Get the meat. And the Wallabies. I got meat sweats meat during. Sweats. I was sweating everywhere. Um, the Wallabies won again, and as we predicted, it was a tight one. Yeah, the Scots are. They, they seem to have pretty close games against the Aussies, don't they? And they're a, a really good competitive team. I think they're probably a bit underrated really in, in world rugby no one really gives them much time but they're well coached um, and they've actually got um, a, a bit of class in their back line now over the years they've, they've always had a competitive forward pack but probably not the, the backs to, to actually do some damage so yeah a really good competitive test match um, I thought Australia held their composure really well in the last 10 minutes after Will Skelton's brain snap um, the, the team rallied around uh, really well and closed that game out nicely I thought yeah, I always felt even though they were behind for the entire game, especially towards the back end of the game when time was running out, I always felt that they would win this game. Thought they'd uh, the only the only issues they're having. Uh, they're up against a pretty good defensive side. You mentioned they're well coached, and I I agree with that point. I thought uh, their attack was very sharp. They got this is a Scottish Scot Scotland side, but I did feel like we were always going to if we held the ball at the right end of the field, which we weren't doing for the first sixty minutes. A lot of loose offloads after we make a couple of line breaks. Always felt if we had a bit of composure and held the ball down there, we would score that try, which Tavita Kurandrani did. But a tough Test match, and I know people are probably saying we put a, should have put more points on Scotland, but we have to remember they're they're a good side, and as we saw, the way they score their points is exciting. You, know, you don't see traditional Scottish sides chip it over the top off a line out from first phase play over the years, but that's how they like to play, and it suits them. And defensively, they were just in the face. Coach Brian Australian, defensive coach Matt Taylor, former Queensland Reds coach. He was with you and McKenzie. Pat's when they, Taylor. Yeah, when they won the Super Rugby Pat's title. Taylor. So he's he had he implemented um you know a lot of line speed and they just didn't get the Wallabies didn't get the go forward ball they got the week before against the Welsh. But nice for them to be able to grind out a win in tough conditions against um, when I say tough conditions like it was a great day for rugby. But sixty thousand yeah. atmosphere wise, it, uh, that's challenging places like that to play at. Yeah, and I think the game continues to develop. Uh, the passing amongst the forwards, I, I think that's uh, been a noticeable improvement with with McBurn. That you know you've got the two forwards going up in a in a small pod um, together and 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 you know drawing a man and then and then passing amongst the forwards, which hasn't always happened in the past. So yeah, just just elements of the game that's uh, that's building nicely, and the Grand Slam's still on, still alive. So we can. Turn our attention now to this week, Australia v. France in Paris. At the time of recording this podcast, Thursday morning. Uh, remember Thursday morning because we lost a uh, work laptop. Um, we haven't seen the Wallaby squad just yet. Do you expect big changes for this game in France? I don't think there'll be big changes. There'll certainly be some tweaks. Uh, one, of course, injury in force with Adam Coleman. and Unfortunately, his season's over with that knee injury. And it sounds uh, all but certain that Rob Simmons will come in to, to call the lineouts for him. Um, I think uh, there's a story that uh, Christy slash Lindsay did uh, chatted to you, Halsey, midweek uh, about 
whether Michael Hooper needs a rest. He's, he's had a phenomenal workload this year. I think only 42 minutes out of out of the whole season that he's missed. And I think for me, Sean McMahon would be an obvious guy to come in and, and get some game time and ease the load on, on Hooper. Good. Obviously, Pocock can play seven as well. So, um, yeah, certainly not wholesale changes because... Michael Cech is, you know, saying while this isn't the Grand Slam, they want to um, win every Test match that they're a part of. And uh, the, the other factor in all of this is, is uh, World Rugby ranking points with the World Cup draw happening next year. This is actually quite crucial that they uh, keep building those points and finish as high as possible for that draw because they won't, after this tour, they won't have any, oppor- any opportunity next year uh, before the draw to, to improve okay, their ranking. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. So they obviously sure. want to try and finish second. Because one and two would split onto other sides of the draw yeah, at the World Cup. England's going to be hard to catch, but, to but catch they're, they're third at the moment and they obviously want to yeah want to hold on to that and be okay. top of their pool, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, look, yeah I, right. I, I'm now thinking just because of what you're reading in the in the few articles and um, clips that we've seen of Michael Checker that they probably will pick a few different players for this. He's got a larger squad over there. There's also the midweek game the following week. Cast of thousands there. Yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah, uh, and... You wouldn't, John O'Lance is there. Yeah, he's the only one that wasn't in that World Barbarian squad that, that flew over, so good for him. And you know what? You might find him involved on on this, um, on this the bench this weekend, and, and that's good for him because we've seen him... Jeez, you know, that'd be awesome. That's great because he's had a, a frustrating couple of seasons in Super Rugby. He only played half a dozen games for the Force. When he played this year, they were good. When, they, when he didn't play, they were average. Um, injured for a fair bit of time at the Waratahs the two seasons before that. So it'd be great to see how close he goes, and if he gets on that, that would be awesome. Um, I, I'm not a fan of resting or rotating players in test matches. I said in that article to Lindsay this week, or Christy, sorry. Um, Is it nice that he actually asked you if you can be quoted rather than just yeah, taking quotes from you very without, nice without and, you Nice and professional of him. You yeah. know? Oh, they, were, they were things you said, though. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't in context at the time, and I think we've all we've all agreed on that. <laughs> we've all learned from that. Yeah, that's um, why he's not here today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <Chris Doran. laughs> he's out chasing your laptop, is <laughs> he? Running after buses. Oh, yeah, right. But anyway, okay. I just think we shouldn't be resting players in test matches, which I've got no problem if Hoops gets a week off because we've got plenty of depth there. But we've got to be careful. We need to be doing that and having better control over our best players during the Super Rugby seasons. And France is a big traditional rival. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not like it's a small nation here. I mean, France is uh, you know one of the, the great rivalries against uh, Australia over the years. Obviously, pretty even yep. win-loss record over the years. So. Wouldn't it be terrible if we go on and win the Grand Slam and get smashed by France you know just it'll be it'll disappointing be a bit of a downer yeah exactly yeah, no, so, I agree um, I hope they pick as good as they can and they've only France three more games and the boys so get a month off shit. they do need yeah. to manage a few of these guys they don't know I mean they've had phenomenal workloads and they you know yeah but we don't the Wallabies shouldn't manage and that's the point the yep. Wallabies shouldn't the Wallabies should have control over throughout the Super Rugby and look the key, the All Blacks you had Richie McCaw playing probably one of the best games of his career in his last game ever like at the end of the World Cup World Cup final guy who's 34-35, because it was his 20th or 22nd game of the year. Carter was the same. Kieran Reid, like, we had Hoops and we had Bernard and we had Israel all on their 33rd or 36th game, whatever it was, all playing 80 minutes. So we've got to be really careful there. And that's where I hope that, um, you know, the Michael Checker being in the, the role as Wallaby coach for a couple of years now can start to assert himself down to those super rugby sides. Do you guys uh, feel that the way that the... The setup of this draw has come on this tour, the way that the games are formed for this tour. I mean, it couldn't have worked out uh, any better for the Wallabies for mine because they've got England as that final hit out, right? Mm. And after being embarrassed in your home backyard 
in your backyard at home by England. You've got a chance for redemption against them at Twickenham. So everything sort of is building up to that moment. I just... I think it's great. That's great. What I'm just, I just want to say I think it's great. It'll be awesome, wouldn't it, if they yeah. get to Twickenham and that's if what they're, still they're alive. Yeah. playing for us, a Grand Slam and they've beaten the French as well. Like that yeah. would be... It's going to be a huge game either way. Should we go over if they are? Well, let's yeah. that would be good. Um, <laughs> let's do that. So, yeah, so this week, Australia v France with the teams yet to come. I hope, you know what I hope? hope France play like you know, France that we all, a lot of us grew up loving to watch and get around with it, even up until, you know, 2011 with some yeah. of their looseness. Sort of, sort of I hope they play like they do against the All Blacks most times they play. Most so times they, they front play. up a lot. Not like last year's quarterfinal. No. They're, they're a bit of a mystery team at the moment. They've had huge turnover. Obviously, the coach went after the last World Cup um, and, and, you know, they, they crashed out pretty badly there. So They're an emotional bunch, aren't huge they? Huge turnover. Do you know what I love? Vakatawa, Virami Vakatawa. Yeah. That guy is awesome. He's an absolute weapon. Yeah, you guys might I'd have seen him uh, running around in the in the seven circuit, but he's just as lethal in uh, fifteens as well. Three tries last week, yeah, against yeah, Samoa. Against Samoa, and that was I mean that was a decent Samoan team on paper. So mm. yeah, France are obviously uh, building pretty nicely. Wesley Fafana, another brilliant player to watch. So that they've got a lot of strike power, and let, let's hope they do throw it around and uh, and, and put on a. We got beat there last year, didn't we? Was last year's chance? No, the year before. Yeah, last year's World before. Cup. Yeah. Last year, of yeah, course, one hundred percent. Twenty thirteen was in the, the last wet. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I was trying to run it from everywhere in the in just the worst conditions yeah and it was a disaster their defence was great that and day. on that that tour was the tour that Michael Checker got appointed about three hours before they Correct. departed and he said oh, well, gotcha. I've got no expectations we're going to train really hard yeah. I'm going to fog them throughout the week yeah. and we're going to play running footy and I, th- I, I suppose when the conditions smarter team than that now much well not I wouldn't say that just at the time there was very little expectation on them so he said like we're going to run the ball and we're going to train you throughout the week so they're, yeah, they're in a much better place now. And if conditions were like that, yeah, I reckon they'd change their tactics what they did two years ago. Excuse my ignorance. Did you have a test against France during your illustrious career? Uh, yes, I did. Not in France. I played him in Brisbane. Okay. Um, remember that one where James Hall got towed up something fierce? Yeah, by him, him and all Harry Nordicke. Yeah, he yeah. Got, he, he, was a he got blindsided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came in trying to back up yeah. Squeaky Moore and got his, he- his yeah. head rearranged. His eyeball was hanging out. He was like something yeah. off an alien. It's a good mem, actually. Have you seen it? No, yeah, what's it say? No, there's, there's a lot of photos of that floating around there? where yeah. he's got his... Raising the, I think got penalised for getting towed up. Yeah, yeah. did he really? Because yeah. he's got a great try. He got cheap shot before yeah. off gets, and then Harren uh, Ordeke said, "No, no, no, whack, whack, whack." It's <laughs> mm. quite funny. So you're locking horns against Harren Ordeke and Dusatwa. Who else? Uh, mate, I don't even. Yeah, I was number eight that game. That, I think that might have been my last test, which I, we won that game really it's easily. A comfortable win. Yeah, really easily. Then they picked the Tri Nations the next day, and Dingo called me. I thought I was just to work out what time my flight was <laughs> to get back in the squad, but it was to say not in the squad. So. Sorry nice, to bring yeah. up bad memories, mate. That no, was, it's wasn't all my fine. intention. It's all fine. How do you drop a man with a seventy-five percent winning record? That's yeah, that was good, eh? Yeah, so yeah. our stats department came together. Nathan, 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 <laughs> Nathan came together last week with some other uh, number crunches and put up Stephen Hall's winning numbers. His stats from his Super Rugby and Test quiz. So Test was seventy-five percent. Mm. Super Rugby, I think, it was sixty-nine. Yeah, you were. something like that, yeah. She's a good memory. Yeah, you do. You're a stats man. Tree climbing. You pretend you're not. A tree, tree climbing. <laughs> can climb a tree for a big man. Tree climbing. Right? And just well, not just trees, anything. I'm a good climb climber, anything, mate. Yeah. I'm one of the great climbers, <laughs> truly. A pretty decent wingspan. Oh, I'm, great, I'm yeah. just a great climber, mate. Just um, confidence. That's what I do. That's <laughs> what I do. Wow. Um, Maybe so, if your laptop's at the top of a tree, you'll be able to get up there today. <laughs> oh, I haven't had a phone call yet from the depot, from the Brookie depot. 
We wait. We wait. So you haven't um, told anyone at work yet. This is this is, this is the first what time. About his climbing or coming, you're I'm you're the first clear. work people you've confided. Yeah, correct. In. Yeah. We're in the circle of trust. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's that this weekend for the Wallabies. Now, guys. Yesterday, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to get to Charlotte Cowslick named World Rugby Sevens Player of the Year in just a moment. Yesterday, I was up in Brisbane for the launch of the Brisbane Global Tens, which I can't wait for. We are set for a super run of three weeks in the lead up to Super Rugby Wellington Sevens, Sydney Sevens. Then a week later, Brisbane Global Rugby Tens. Four teams, 10 from Australian New Zealand Super Rugby sides. In addition to them are the Panasonic Wild Knights, coached by Robbie Deans, the Bulls out of Pretoria, Toulon and Talu Samoa. So the launch went really well. The draw is up and running. The Reds find themselves in a really tough draw. They've got the Crusaders, Samoa and one other in there. And the Blues, Blues in there. So there's two pools of four and two pools of three. Correct. Yeah. How, so how does that work? What's the sort of entry into that, the quarter just finish, from there? Just win as many games as you can in the pool and then you go to a quarter. I mean, basically, that's you play, basically keep it. Keep it simple. Yeah. You play a crossover game against... Uh, there's crossover games. Is there not scope to get... Two more teams, is that? Oh, no, it's too late. No, 14's but. good, mate. 14 will be great. It'll be terrific. 28, uh, 28 pool games, or 28 games in total across the two days. And uh, I, I can't wait. So yesterday uh, on Queen Street Mall, they had Carmichael Hunt was there. Great guy, Carmichael Hunt. Nick Stiles. How's his injuries, Carmichael? Yeah, he looks, he looks fit, mate. He looks ready to go. Yeah. Stiles, he had a chat to Nick Stiles. He's, he's loving, obviously, being at the Reds. And uh, he was all smiles. Gibbo, Daryl Gibson was there, Waratah's yep. coach, along with Rennie Ranger and Lonnie Uhila, one of our favourites, Tom, Tom Bear. and Bear, out of the Hurricanes. Now, how about this? He was telling me a little story. He's got a broken arm at the moment. It is just a longer scar down his enormous forearm. Playing, he was playing, he was playing, no, he was playing NPC against. Uh, against the Wellington Lions, playing for Waikato. The Waikato. This is Tom and Bear and Fatty Lofa the big mm. second rower from the Canes, who's just a weapon. Apparently at training, Fayalofus just smokes Tongan Bear every time he touches it. So he saw him running with a ball, thought, I'm going to clip him. I'm going to hit him as hard as I can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lay him out. He's hit him in the head. He's hit, <laughs> hit Fayalofus square in the head. He his arm. Smashed his arm in half. Jeez, he, said, he said when he tried to move his thumb, his whole bone in his arm would shift with his thumb movement. Ooh. That's heavy duty. Yeah. So he'll be there. It's great game, 10, because it is of a great benefit for forwards and backs. Forwards can have a red-hot going, 10. Can yeah, you so explain the, sorry, Horsey, the, uh, the set pieces, scrums and stuff? Yeah, it's all the same. How, how five, does five, that work? Scrum, yeah, 100%, five-man five scrum. Five but man like, scrum. You, people actually have a real dig at scrum time. We well, have to you, you, because you don't have the support either side. So, it's yeah, it's a genuine crack in the... As you said, it's a, it's a great lead-up for Super Rugby because if I'm Daryl Gibson and there's a sevens tournament, I can only really play my back rowers and my, my my backs, but I don't get much value out of it. But the fact that every team, I believe, every, every yes. New Zealand Australian side will have the whole squad in Brisbane for the week. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, so all been, I think they've all been funded. So it doesn't distract from their lead into Super Rugby because if this was just let's fly your best 15 players up there and we'll, we'll play them and you squad a 30, half them, if you're a Waratah, they're in Sydney, but... As a result, every New Zealand Super Rugby side and every Australian Super Rugby side will be in Brisbane for the week, training together, and then 20 of them play on the weekend. And they're going to be the big-name players as well because contractually they've got to have, I think, one of their top five paid players. So uh, Izzy Flower would obviously fall into that category with Waratahs. He's also an ambassador for the tournament, so he's a certain starter. And I think another three of your top ten as yeah. well. Is that right? Yes, yeah, I think. There was some so one, a certain number, a certain of number of your top 10, ten players had to so be So maybe four of your top ten. Yeah. Happy to be correct on that, but yeah, there'll be some awesome players on show and 
how good, what a way to get into it. Yeah, it sounds like Toulon as well. Uh, Murad, the uh, the mad owner over there, he's pretty keen to, to win the tournament. I don't think they'd be coming if they didn't want to give it a decent shake. And, and all, there's the, an all old the Kiwis boys, and Aussies want to come back for it. And there's an old boys shout as well. Like they're trying to get every team get some incentive to get. So Chris Latham's yeah. name's been thrown out there. Wouldn't that be good? He would still be good enough to play. Will like. you be the old man for the Tars? Well, I don't want to give too much away, but I have harassed the coach already and haven't got very much of a response. So. I'm happy to train you. Okay, well, I'm, I'm actually getting an knee operation next week uh, in hope that really? I get the call. I've got to get myself right. Post knee yeah. op, I'm happy yeah. to train you. Okay, if, if I was eight, eight, on. eight Big Macs every Saturday, I don't think that's the no, game. no, no, no. I'll okay, put, I'll put, I'll get the hit shields out. There we go. I'll get the, I'll get the tackle suit on for you. Yep. You can hit me. I'll, I'll carry, okay. I'll carry strong. You can hit me. You can, yep. you can pilfer from me. Okay. Fatty loaf of either bear, just <laughs> going at it. <laughs> the Tongan bears somewhere. <laughs> but in all honesty, like, um, I think it's a fantastic initiative if someone like Chris Latham were to come and play and. The fans of today get to see the superstars of yesteryear. You saw what that that effect had in the Auckland Nines. Yeah, Brad yeah. Fittler played um, for sure. Fitzgibbon, get, all these guys. Get started Brad playing. Thorne out there. Just yeah, bring, oh, he was still playing, mate. He's got about another six years to go in his career. If I can, you know what this this throws up a good question. If you can select an old school player from each of the Super Rugby yep. franchises. Can we can we base an article around that? Yep. So someone who's still fit enough to play. I'd like to see Lottie my... play for the Waratahs. Would you? Yeah, I think he'd be, be a big draw card. And be willing uh, to give up your own spot, though, mate. Oh, if it's for the best, you could play for better the better of the game. I probably could. Lt, yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Lt smash. I'd like yeah. to see Christian Cullen have another run. He still looks unreasonable, Nick. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd love to see. Okay, him well, there's the your games. article for this week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great work, Done. guys. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Who else? Who, who would you like to see, Shawnee? Oh, from the Tars. For anyone. Okay. Um, going back to like a superstar, you know who I want to see? I know he's still cutting around somewhere in France. Um, to come back and play with the Blues, oh, I'm happy to train him too. <laughs> Repenny Thau Thau. Oh, <laughs> Repenny. Yes. That'd be good. Bring back Repenny Thau yeah. Or Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, King Carlos. That'd be a, a game. Yeah, I think Carlos bring... is in better shape than Repenny, but yeah, yeah. those are two good shouts. I like that. For the Blues. Maybe Radiki for the Brumbies. There yes, you go. Yes, did yes. um did Carlos ever play with anyone other than the Blues? I don't think he did, did he? Because he hated. Well, there was that hate between Auckland and Canterbury, so he was definitely never down south. Yeah, no, was just pretty sure he was just the Blues, blues from. Uh, I'd go Carlos from the Blues. Yeah. Big Daryl you know from the Tars or the Reds. I need a, I need a moment to think about it. That'll almost almost all be backs, wouldn't they? Apart from or Radiki could probably play on the wing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Larkham, like you'd love to see him play Ooh, for the Brumbies, yeah, wouldn't yeah, you? If he's up there, yeah, why not? Yeah. He's still playing around in third grade. When he gets a weekend off in Canberra, he goes and plays for Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll go you one better on this. If that's the way that they're going to go with the Brisbane Global Tens, you guys give me your run of players and I'll put together a highlights package of your of your 10. We'll just stick to the Australia New Zealand sides mm. of your 10. I'll put, I'll put a little think a still tribe play. each that you think could still play and okay. that you want to see. At the Brisbane Global Tents. Okay. I like it. This is good. Send any yep. suggestions. Uh, yeah, if, fire them in. hearing this. And, dig out um, some highlights. Some so we've got to think of Rebels. We've got to think of Force players. I'd love to, to see Scotty Spanner fourth play for the... Spanner yeah. for the Force? We saw him play the Sydney 7 last year. What about, about Shep Boyardee? Yeah, Shep wouldn't be... Cam Shep, nah. Knees no good, force. Knee no, no good. Knee no good. Nah, he said that himself. He couldn't do it. Okay. Yeah, that's a shame. Actually there's a lot of blokes who are literally beaten up and couldn't play, but there's a few... Few diamonds in the rough there. So there is an actual rule and allowance there to look to bring into back it. There a, definitely is, uh, yeah. And the team's actually likely to do it. Do you think? What's the don't care? The I'm gonna, we, let's make it make it a push. <laughs> yeah, we should, no, push. no, they're allowed to do it. They're encouraging. You need to do this as uh, do Should what Lindsay doesn't do and make some phone calls and do some research. Yeah. Um, 
find out. I think there's a financial incentive to teams if they financial bring an old boy. Not to that player. It can go to them, but that team can get X amount of money if they bring Bloody in an old boy. They they the old think is the guys pay, from pay the medical fees when, he, uh, when yeah, the old guys exactly. do their needs. So, yeah. That's oh, right. that's good. Um, Rennie Ranger was also there yesterday. You should see Rennie's dredge at the moment. He is sporting a mop of hair like I've never seen. I love Rennie Ranger. One of my favourite players. He was up there. He could run over people at full tilt and not change any direction. Oh, I love him. He's I've never seen a bloke be able to bump someone oh, and not awesome. slow down and keep running. The One of the great names as well. Rennie yeah, Ranger nice. true, uh, I've got Rennie Ranger out there with Rico and Jose Gear. I love Rico Gear. Yep. what a name that was yeah hell of a name um, okay so there are the Wallabies the 10s looked after now we talk about the World Rugby Awards handed out just a couple of days back Charlotte Kaslick Australia's own Charlotte Kaslick has been crowned the best women's sevens player on the planet you know what you never know until you've had the gong given to you, handed over. Uh, we hope that would be the case, and it has proven true. Charlotte Kaslick, gold medalist and the best women's sevens player in the world. That makes two Aussies in the last three years. Emily Cherry, also a former World Rugby Player of the Year, seven style. Yeah, richly deserved, just a class-class player. Um, just so great to, to watch. Um, and I, It was obviously great that the Olympics uh, showcased her talent to a, to a wider audience. We've, we've seen her running around in the Seventh Circuit for a while now. So, yeah, she's uh, she's got a bit of a profile now, which is, is great. Uh, you know, her and Aliyah uh, Green, I guess, are probably the two of the more prominent people that uh, the wider public would know. So, yeah, just fantastic that uh, that recognition's been given. I think it's awesome. And, and we hadn't seen a huge amount of them uh, we saw the Olympics, of course, but even she didn't play on the weekend, Charlotte. The, the women's and men's team went over to play in the Oceana Sevens and got to watch that in the live stream. Watching that live stream, some that, some interesting stream that you... Yeah, it's a Fiji t- TV, but like, in all honesty, if you get a chance, the girls that get to play in the Sydney Sevens in a couple of months' time in, in February, you've you got to get out and watch them, not just because they're Olympic gold medalists and, you know, like they're breaking barriers down for women in sport, but just how they play the game of Rugby Sevens. It is, it's fascinating to watch, and I watch looking, thinking... I wonder if our men should start to watch how they play the game and their tactics and what they do in a sevens game because they're so skillful. They get the ball from one side of the field to the other in the shortest amount of time. They run at pace and pass both sides. Like Charlotte won the World Player of the Year and, and rightly so. She's an absolute superstar. But Alicia Quirk is just as important to that team as, as any other superstar. They're like how she gets the ball out of her hands at full paces. I've seen her run and throw 20-meter passes, hit girls on the chest. And it's some of the stuff you don't see our men doing. You should, uh, when I went through and put some highlights together, three of her best tries from this year, which you can grab on the Instas or on the on the Twitter, um, narrowing it down was tricky. But it's not just the tries that Charlotte scores. It's the ones that she sets up. And there was one try in particular this year where it was, I think, Varney Polite coming in off on a hard line. And it was, it was the most pure movement of rugby you could ever imagine. Angled runner from the outside, the way that they read it, the weight of the pass as she drifted across the field, it was just perfection and what they've done really well in that squad is it's on the weekend Charlotte didn't play Emily Cherry didn't play Shani and Shannon played minimal minutes so they kind of got the next generation of players to come through and some of the girls that were over there for the first time were were seriously good footy players a lot of them have a touch footy background it's it's really interesting to see if it's something that Australian rugby needs to follow where they've gone out to get their talent from they haven't gone and and got fringe super rugby players because they can't they've had to go out and get girls from other sports so um, you know, there was a lot of girls over there that played footy for the first time in a long time. Like Tiana, for example, she mm-hmm. hadn't played a lot of footy and played a lot of minutes, and and they got a lot of depth in that squad now. So he's done an excellent job, Timmy Walsh, and and I hope that you know this time next year we're talking about another women's sevens player from Australia being the World Player of the Year. 
Just quickly, just quickly. Uh, she's, as you mentioned, were though, uh, Charlotte has developed a huge following online, as you'd expect, from a gold medalist. And after posting the clips of her tries the other day on Instagram, she had this as a comment, which I thought was just terrific, from the underscore Ruckin underscore truth. Charlotte Casley, I have a 13-year-old daughter who I constantly try to show good female examples from different walks of life. You're one of the athletes I tell her about, so it's refreshing to see you getting accolades for your hard work. Congrats and good luck going forward. That's what I love to hear. That's yeah. what I love to hear. And yeah, the, the sevens team does have an opportunity. But, you know, women's sport um, is getting more and more coverage across different codes here in Australia with the cricket and, and football in particular. But but yeah, rugby has a great opportunity to, to carve out a real prominent place in, in women's sport and, and attract the cream of the crop. Um, from these other codes, obviously rugby league's got a, a team, but they probably don't have a great profile. So a lot of a lot of those those women that want to play a contact sport are coming into the sevens game, which is great. Well, again, like one of the benefits we have over that, that code is that we don't have, or sorry, rugby league don't have an international game for for that yet. We've got a world seven series for the women's, and it's Olympic sport. So there's government funding getting thrown into every side all throughout the world, and uh, yeah, you know, it's nice to be able to sit here and watch it because I'm, I'm sure in 20 years' time it'll, it will be an absolute huge sport in, in not just Australia so uh, it, it's just good to watch them because as, as much as they're excellent on the field it's how they carry themselves off the field which is just impressive yep they are the what we would call the complete package our Australian women's seven side so congratulations again to Charlotte Kaslik now many games to come this weekend in the international window we've got the All Bucks going around again the rematch how good is it Unre- is that this weekend? Yeah, and it's going to be on BN Sports as well. So 4.30am, Island All Blacks 3 match, and then that'll roll straight into the uh, Aussie-France game. So, yeah, bumper morning on, on Sunday. Gotcha. Okay, that's uh, that's going to be a hell of a weekend ahead for us, guys. Can't wait to see how the Wallabies go against Le Bleu. That is another episode of Fox Sports Rugby Podcast in the can. Thank you, Stephen Hall. Thank you to you as well, Wertho. And we will catch you all again... Same time next week.